What's going on, guys? This is JC Delon Care Guy, and you can follow me on Instagram at JC underscore Delon Care Guy. And you're listening to Julio and the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational, to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 113, entitled Truck Talk, to diesel or not to diesel. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week and downloading those episodes. I also appreciate, of course, the uh, comments, questions, and feedback that have been coming in, and I would like to thank JC, the lawn care guy, for opening this week's show with his uh, opener message. Uh, if you'd like to uh, leave a opening message for the podcast like JC did, uh, you can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com and go to the leave voicemail tab. It's a little gray tab on that webpage on the right-hand side. Click on that and you can record a voicemail message. Uh, you know, just uh, introduce yourself, maybe Tell people where they can connect with you like JC did and uh, just, you know, basically say you're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. If you guys want to get in on that and maybe uh, do a little bit of self-promotion, uh, like I say, just head on over to LawnCareBusinessSuccess.com and hit that uh, leave voicemail uh, tab uh, and that would be fantastic. So this week, I want to uh, talk about uh, trucks and buying trucks for your lawn care business. Uh, there's so many different options out there and so many different accessories out there for uh, your vehicles uh, to uh, use in your lawn care business. Now, I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about uh, or mention uh, trucks before in some capacity, um, but my number one rule, especially if I'm giving honest uh, advice to anybody, is do not buy a brand new truck. Um, if you're just starting out in the business uh, and you're, uh, you know, just getting started, like I said, the last thing that you want to do is put yourself in a mountain of debt. Um, you know, I was shocked that, uh, you know, I was doing, uh, I was thinking about replacing my truck earlier this spring. Uh, and, uh, you know, I decided to go truck shopping and looking around at uh, some vehicles. And I was shocked that, you know, a half ton truck these days, never mind a three quarter ton, uh, or even a one ton, but a half ton truck here in Canada for like a nicely equipped half ton, you know, crew cab type truck, four wheel drive, uh, is hitting the $60,000 mark. And that is absolute insanity. 
for something that you're going to load tools and equipment and possibly, uh, you know, uh, maybe loads of gravel or dirt or debris into the back of, um, you know, it's just, it's insanity to get into, you know, a five to, you know, 800 or more, uh, dollar truck payment every month, uh, to, uh, you know, uh, pay off something of uh, that nature. Um, the truck that I currently own is a 2005 GMC uh, Sierra. Uh, it's a three-quarter ton, the 2500 uh, HD model. Um, it's a crew cab, four-wheel drive. Um, it was you know, fairly fully loaded for that year. It's an SLE or SL. I don't, I can't remember what the top trim level is, but it's the top trim level. I think the only option that the truck doesn't have from back in 2005 that was available that this particular truck does not have was the overhead sort of DVD entertainment center. Um, so, you know, a fairly fully loaded truck. It's got the, um, 6.6 liter uh, Duramax diesel. Um, and, uh, you know, it was my first diesel truck, but I bought this truck used and it already had, uh, at the time when I purchased it, 155,000 kilometers uh, on it. And I'm not sure, um, what that is in miles, because I haven't uh, done the conversion. Uh, I know that currently the truck has uh, 269,000 kilometers. And I know that that converts roughly to about 168,000 miles. And I know that because I recently did an oil change. uh, And I happened to be in uh, the good old USA when I did my oil change. Uh, so I can, I, you know, I hit the little vehicle information settings and converted it, uh, from kilometers to miles, uh, because I knew the service person would be asking me how many miles, uh, were uh, on the truck. Uh, and just a side note, uh, some of you guys might be asking, well, what are you doing? Why are you doing an oil change in the, in the United States for when you live in Canada? Well, I usually, uh, travel to the United States quite often. Um, and, uh, on this particular truck in Canada, uh, even going to one of those sort of like Jiffy Lube, uh, type places, an oil change on the diesel, uh, was costing me roughly about a hundred dollars, uh, sometimes just a bit over. I think the last time I did it in Canada, uh, the oil change was, uh, roughly about $125. Um, and, uh, you know, I can go across the border and get, uh, you know, an oil change done there for around $47, uh, us. Uh, so, uh, you know, even after the exchange and all that stuff, quite a huge savings, uh, for uh, doing an oil change. So, uh, you know, I just uh, have always just, just gone, uh, to, uh, because I'm in the U S quite often, I just end up going to my favorite spot there and uh, doing an oil change there. Uh, but like uh, I said, uh, so the truck, you know, had 155,000 kilometers on it already when I purchased it. 
Uh, and uh, it wasn't cheap at the time. Uh, you know, you're thinking back, I think this was uh, 2008. It was three years old when I bought the truck uh, with 155,000 kilometers on it. Uh, and, uh, you know, I just really, really wanted a diesel. And I was actually looking for a Dodge uh, diesel at the time uh, because I really liked the look of that 2008 um sort of model year Dodge, uh, diesels. And I was, um, you know, at the time driving a white GMC Sierra 1500 two wheel drive. Um, and, uh, it was, uh, a, um, extended cab model. Um, and, uh, I had a canopy for it, a really nice, uh, canopy for the truck. Uh, and, uh, you know, throughout my searches, I could never find a Dodge, uh, that I liked they just never came up, uh, ones that were, uh, that didn't seem like they were beat up on. And, uh, lo and behold, I found this, you know, when I was looking for a Dodge truck, I found this GMC diesel on the lot and it just looked immaculate. You know, the, you can probably imagine, I'm sure a lot of you guys have looked at, uh, used vehicles before. And, uh, you know, these detailers do a fantastic job at, uh, uh, sort of renewing a vehicle and making them, uh, look practically brand new. And this, uh, vehicle, this truck that I have, uh, was no exception to that. It looked spectacular. It looked like a brand new truck. And like I say, it was fairly expensive, uh, at the time. I think it was, um, with taxes and stuff, uh, you know, and, you know, keep in mind here, 155,000 kilometers on it already. Um, you know, it was hitting 40 grand, uh, with, uh, the taxes and stuff, uh, uh, in it. So, uh, you know, quite a huge purchase, probably the most expensive, uh, vehicle that I've purchased, uh, to date. Uh, I don't think I've spent, um, yeah, I haven't spent 40 grand on any other vehicle, uh, ever, either, even buying, uh, you know, new vehicles for my wife. Uh, they have never hit that $40,000 mark. So, you know, this was quite, uh, the purchase for me, but like I say, it looked new. And, and one of the things that uh, ultimately made me decide was because I started thinking about the money and thinking, okay, well, this is, you know, any truck that I buy going diesel, it's, they're all, you know, whether I go Dodge or I go Ford or I go, you know, Chevy or GMC, you know, there's that premium to be paid on the diesel to get that diesel option, you know, on a brand new truck, you know, you're looking at you know, usually around a $10,000 option uh, for that diesel engine. Um, you know, and this translates, um, you know, into the used market as well. So when I started to crunch the numbers and thinking, okay, you know, it's going to cost me, you know, at least this much, you know, between, you know, 35 to 39 grand was the sort of range that these used diesel trucks were all going for that I was looking at, whether they were Dodge or Chevy, you know, plus taxes and stuff. The one, the GMC that I purchased was uh, 30, I think it was 36,000 and then the taxes and stuff brought it to 40. Um, but I started to think and go, you know what, 
if I buy the Dodge, I'm still going to need to go then go out and buy a canopy for it. And I'm going to need, you know, to a bed liner and this and that. And, uh, you know, just started to add up the things that I would need for it. And I thought, you know, what? look at this, this, uh, GMC, uh, with the Duramax. It's a diesel. It's, a, you know, the crew cab. Um, it's in great condition and it's white. It matches my current GMC and it's the same short box. I could, you know, um, take the canopy off of my current truck or trade in the truck less the canopy and have them just put it on the new truck. Uh, this one also already had, uh, you know, like a rhino uh, guard or spray in bed liner type thing, really nice, durable bed liner. Um, so I was like, you know, that'll save me some money there too. Um, so ultimately I decided uh, to go with the GMC. And I have to say that, you know, now you can almost call this uh, a long, long-term review of the, the GMC with the Duramax and the Allison transmission. Uh, it is now 2017, and I'm still driving that 2005 GMC uh, Sierra with the Duramax that I purchased used in 2008 with those 155,000 kilometers. And for the most part, the truck has been absolutely rock solid. Um, it has literally broken down on me twice. Uh, once, um, was during a camping trip. So it was a bit unfortunate because I was, you know, on a long drive, uh, towing a trailer, a travel trailer, uh, going up the, uh, treacherous, uh, Coquihalla Highway here in British Columbia. Um, I don't know if you guys, uh, are familiar. Uh, there's a show on, uh, I think Discovery Channel, uh, called Highway from Hell, uh, that they, uh, feature this particular highway during the winter time and the, uh, towing and road crews that have to keep these, this highway open. Uh, but this was in the summertime, so it wasn't, you know, as treacherous as it, uh, uh would be, uh, during, uh, the winter season. Um, but, uh, going up some of those mountain passes, the, uh, uh, water pump, uh, decided to, uh, you know, go out on me. And, uh, you know, we sort of, um, you know, pulled over, let it cool down, saw that it was leaking. Uh, luckily I always carry, uh, extra fluids and water and stuff with me as well when I go on long trips like that. So I was able to top off and sort of make it to the next town. Uh, and it was, uh, quite, uh, you know, dark at the time. Uh, it was in the evening. Uh, and this is a, sort of a funny story because, you know, we pulled in, we found a Walmart, uh, in the middle. And like I say, we were well behind our, we were supposed to have already, uh, gotten to the campground, um, but, uh, you know, we are well behind cause we were going so slow at this point, uh, because of the water pump, having to constantly pull over and top up fluids and all that sort of stuff, watching the temperature gauge and all that. But, uh, lo and behold, you know, we pulled into this town, we saw that there was a Walmart. We, so we just pulled into the Walmart and the parking lot was sort of, uh, uh, down low and it was surrounded by these big berms of, you know, grass and stuff, uh, like these hills and stuff. So you couldn't actually see uh, outside of the parking lot. 
Um, so, you know, we, uh, just, you know, climbed into the back of the trailer, went to sleep and I decided to sort of figure out, uh, you know, in the morning what to do about the truck. So early morning I get out of the truck, you know, my dog needs to uh, go use the washroom. So I take him and I walk him up to the grass berm and I walk up to the climb to the top of it and lo and behold, directly across the street is a GM dealer. And I was like, Oh, as the, uh, you know, as you can imagine, uh, it was like, uh, like, hallelujah. I can't believe that there's a actual GM dealer right across the street from where we, uh, found a spot to stop. And, uh, you know, I called them on the phone, uh, and, uh, you know, I told him uh, that I was across the street and, you know, that the uh, water pump had went and, uh, he, uh, the service manager told me to hold on and he sort of did a check and he came back and he says, you're in luck. We've got one water pump for that truck in stock. Uh, so, uh, I uh, took the truck over and, uh, they started working on it. And, uh, lo and behold, at the end of the day, uh, you know, it was ready to pick up and I went to pick it up and, uh, ironically the service advisor uh you know as i was picking it up he looked at me he goes you're pretty lucky he says see that truck over there and he pointed to another truck that was out in the lot he says uh they just came up the coquihalla highway too and their water pump just went as well and uh he says uh you got the last one and now they're stuck because this was a Saturday. He says they're stuck and it was a long weekend. So he says they're stuck here now till at least Tuesday before we can bring in a water pump for them. Um, so, you know, it was uh kind of a funny story, but that was the first, uh, breakdown I ever had with that truck. Then it was rock solid for the longest time until probably, uh, last year. And, uh, I think actually it's two years ago. Um, and, uh, I was, uh, doing some Christmas shopping and I was using the truck and, uh, it started whining, started like a, a whiny noise coming from like a fan belt or something. Uh, and, uh, lo and behold, uh, the belt broke and, and I, I, uh, all the lights on the dash kind of went and, uh, you know, to make a long story short, basically, I think it was the idler pulley that seized. And, uh, when it seized, the fan belt snapped or the serpentine belt snapped. And, uh, you know, I lost power steering and all that sort of stuff. So I had to pull over and obviously, uh, get the vehicle towed to another, uh, GM dealer nearby. And, uh, they did that. But those were the only two times that that truck has left me stranded in the, you know, 10 or 11 years that I have owned it. Um, and you know, like I say, and like everybody else has told me that, you know, when I talk about my truck and, uh, even now when I say, you know, my truck's got 270,000 kilometers on it and they're like, it's a diesel, you know, it's just a baby. That thing's got so much life left in it. Um, and I keep saying, yeah, you know, the engine and transmission do, but maybe not necessarily the truck, you know, the truck itself is the same as any gas truck. So the body, the suspension, all that sort of stuff is, you know, the same as the gas equivalent to that model. So, you know, the truck itself maybe doesn't have as much life as the, uh, you know, the motor and transmission do. So what you know, what things have I learned from owning 
a diesel truck that, you know, maybe I wasn't expecting. Uh, like I say, this was my first diesel truck. Um, would I buy another diesel truck? Um, you know, some of those types of questions. So I'm just going to break for the podcast announcements and uh, then we'll get back right into it. All right. So stay tuned. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact. And while you're there, why not join my mailing list and get access to a free PDF document of a landscape maintenance contract you can feel free to copy and use in your own business. For you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at Lawn Care Business Success. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Now, I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do. So I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and one free audiobook of your choice. There's no long-term commitments and you can cancel anytime. And get this, even if you cancel during the trial period, you get to keep your free audiobook. It's a great way to try the service and see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash audible. Now back to the show. Okay, so before the break, I talked about, you know, my diesel truck and the, you know, uh, relatively relative reliability of it. Um, so what have I learned from having a diesel truck? Well, I've number one, first and foremost is the amount of power. Um, you know, it's unmatched to anything else I've ever owned as far as sheer pulling and torque. Um, you know, I remember with, uh, you know, my half ton, two-wheel drive truck. Um, I think the particular model Sierra I had, um, you know, it had a smaller V8 in it. It was rated for something like 7,000 pounds towing capacity. Um, and, uh, you know, I would take our small travel trailer and we're talking, you know, maybe a 20 foot lightweight model travel trailer at the time, um, that I had, uh, when I owned that uh, first truck and, uh, you know, I would be going on the highway and, uh, I'd always have to be on the right hand lane pulling because of the, um, you know, just the truck not being able to compete with the rest of the traffic around it, uh, basically pulling this big, huge, uh, loaf of bread, uh, into the wind, um, was, uh, pretty difficult at times. Um, you know, especially if you started hitting any sort of a incline or hill and stuff. And I remember with those uh, trucks, I, I added, um, you know, a auxiliary transmission cooler to them. And I added, uh, a big, huge 16 inch electric fan, uh, to those, uh, vehicles, uh, something that you would see, on like a race car radiator. Um, you know, I went to an auto parts place and just bought a, uh, electric fan for a radiator. Uh, and like I say, it's something that you would put on a race car or something. It's like a big 16 inch one. And my thought with that was that, you know, towing up, you know, these mountain passes or something like that, you know, the, the trucks, um, relying on the cold air coming in through the grill to cool that motor. And when it's working extra hard, 
trying to pull something up a hill, you're also going a lot slower. So there's less airflow going in. So you would, you know, that's typically when you would see these temperatures going, uh, uh, skyrocketing and stuff. So I installed this fan, uh, to the front of the radiator, uh, and, uh, had it, uh, wired to an electric switch underneath my dashboard and I could toggle it on or off. So, you know, if we were driving on flat land, I would just cruise around and, uh, there was no issue. But as soon as I hit a hill and you could see those temperatures skyrocketing, I could literally flick a switch and turn on that fan, uh, and you could literally see the temperature gauge uh, going back down. Uh, so uh, that, uh, you know, is a bit of a tip there for you guys that may uh, have or are, are running half ton trucks uh, would be for one, um, put a extra transmission cooler in them and they're very uh, affordable and very easy to install um there's different brands of ones that you can get you know i think i paid under a hundred dollars for each of the ones i've owned i've put them in multiple vehicles over the years except for this diesel truck because it already has an auxiliary transmission cooler built in um but uh you know they you basically cut the line going into the radiator for your transmission fluid and a length of hose hooks up to it instead they come with all the clamps and everything and you basically put this little miniature radiator in front of your radiator and uh it just adds an extra length of cooling to your transmission fluid. So if you're towing um, trailers and stuff quite a bit often and you're only using a half ton truck, I would seriously consider, uh, in fact, I would absolutely put a transmission cooler uh, in your transmission and, uh, you know, just extend uh, the life of your uh, transmission that way. I would actually even look into, uh, installing a, uh, maybe a, um, an auxiliary transmission filter. Uh, I know, I think I've seen them recently, same sort of idea, the kits where you could sort of put it in line with that transmission cooler and put on sort of a spin on type oil filter type thing, um, for the transmission and have that extra uh, transmission filter that you could change out and just help preserve the transmission in your trailer. If you're towing with a half ton truck, any sort of, uh, weight, uh, with a trailer. Uh, and, uh, like I say, the auxiliary fan is just another tip that if you're in an area, you know, uh, in the hills or mountains, uh, you know, massy landscape, the boys there, Jimmy and Jake, they come to mind if they were, you know, using a half ton truck, they're up in the smoky mountains, um, you know, and constantly towing trailers and stuff. Um, you know, having a, uh, auxiliary fan uh, installed on their uh, radiator there to help cool it down when you know going up uh, maybe some of those mountains uh, and like say the truck is working harder on a summer day uh, where you can flip that switch on and get that fan going to just uh, add that extra cooling so like I say that the power is just undeniable in a diesel that is probably my most favorite thing and you know, back in the spring when I was looking at trucks, I was actually looking to maybe downsize to a half ton truck. Um, and, uh, you know, that was one of my biggest concerns was that, you know, from going from a diesel to a half ton that, 
you know, it just, I would just miss the power. And ultimately, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know that ultimately I decided to just keep my diesel truck and just keep it going, um, that I couldn't justify the cost of, you know, a half ton truck or something like that at the prices that they want for them. Um, and, uh, you know, decided that, uh, you know, I'm just going to stick with my, uh, diesel truck and, uh, just, uh, you know, sit on it for a while longer and see, uh, how I feel, uh, about it, uh, moving forward. And because it has been pretty rock solid, um, so, you know, the power is something that I love. Another feature of my particular truck, and I'm sure a lot of trucks have this now, but back, you know, when I was going from my half ton to this truck, the temperature gauge on the truck for the transmission. So this particular truck has an actual, you know, it's got the normal uh, temperature gauge for the engine. Uh, but this was the first truck that I had seen that actually had a transmission temperature gauge as well. So that I thought was fantastic because I'm constantly towing. So you can always be monitoring the temperature of that transmission. Um, now, you know, those are some of the things that I love. I think the towing capacity of this particular truck uh, that I drive is 16,000 pounds. So quite a huge jump from the 7,000 pounds of my last half ton truck. And I know most half ton trucks now are hitting that sort of 10,000 pound uh, range, which is why I was sort of considering uh, going to a half ton truck because I was like, you know, they've uh, obviously beefed them up a bit and, you know, they can tow a lot more than they used to be able to. And that was my sort of thought process of why, you know, a, a half ton truck for me, because, you know, the trailer that I'm towing is not uh, a huge trailer uh, anymore. Um, as far as, um, sorry, let me backtrack a bit. The trailer that I'm towing for work is, you know, it's not a huge trailer and it's just the lawn equipment on it. Occasionally some soil and stuff in the back, uh, but not too often. Uh, and travel trailer wise, although we have a much larger travel trailer now, we don't tow it anymore. It stays parked at a piece of property. Um, so, you know, I'm not towing a travel trailer anymore, uh, either. Uh, so that's why I was sort of thinking about going to, uh, the half ton route. Um, now what are some of the things that I dislike about a diesel truck? Well, number one, the noise. Uh, going from a gas truck to a diesel truck. At first, the novelty of a diesel, the sound was cool. And listening to, you know, the, uh, the, um, turbo whistle and all that sort of stuff was kind of neat. Over time, for me at least, it's gotten sort of old news and, you know, it's uh, <laughs> a bit annoying uh, that every time I pull into a drive through or something, I have to turn off the truck because the person on the other end uh, of the little uh, monitor thing for ordering your coffee or your burger or whatever it is can't hear you if the diesel truck is on. So I'm constantly always having to turn off the engine and then restart it uh, when you're going through drive through. The other biggest issue for me with diesel, um, is the smell. Um, now 
at first didn't didn't bother me, but now over the years, it's almost like um, getting. I wouldn't say I'm allergic to the smell of diesel, but it's definitely it definitely bothers me now. Uh, the smell of diesel exhaust. Um, I can instantly start to get sick feeling uh, with the smell of diesel. Um, so that's another sort of you know negative for me. Uh, and then here the third. Uh, major negative for me is uh, the availability of diesel here in the city in Canada. Um, so, you know, if I pull up to a gas station here uh, and I live in a suburb, like I say, of the main city. So, and the suburb here is sort of, I wouldn't call it the country or anything, but it's kind of, you know, it used to be the country. It's been a lot more developed now. It's a lot more dense. You know, more people live here, but, you know, it still has that feel of the country. There's farms around and that sort of stuff. So there's a lot more diesel available here than there is in the big city. Um, but, you know, uh, for example, if, you know, I go into the city of Vancouver with my truck, I better make sure that it doesn't need to be filled up because to find a gas station with diesel, and I know that there's cars that, you know, a lot of Volkswagens and stuff that run diesel, uh, but still I find it very difficult finding a gas station with diesel in the city. Now moving out to where where I live and where I work, like I say, it's sort of that country feel. So there is diesel, but it's still to the point of, you know, one or two pumps. Uh, and usually it's the same pump that has diesel on either side in the whole gas station. So there might be, you know, three or four of those islands they call them, I guess, with the gas pumps on them. And sometimes, you know, those islands will have two or three pumps in each island, you know, and uh, those pumps are obviously uh, able to service vehicles on either side of them. But only one of those islands will have one diesel pump. And it's usually the middle pump if it's like a, an island with three gas pumps. So it'll be the one in the middle and it'll be on the outside island. So the very far one so that larger trucks can pull up on one side, uh, you know, and smaller uh, trucks or cars can use the diesel on the inside underneath sort of the roof of the gas station type thing. I'm sure you guys can sort of picture what a gas station looks like. Uh, but the problem here that I find all the time and that is so super annoying is that the diesel pump, that single lone diesel pump will be in between two gas pumps. And because it's on the outside island, it's also the island closest to the entrance or exit of the gas station. So if, and this has happened so many times, I can't even, you know, count how many times this has been the case where I will need fuel. I'll pull into the gas station and lo and behold, there's a car filling up gas at one of the gas pumps beside the diesel pump. So I have to wait. And this isn't, you know, a big deal. But considering that every other gas pump in the gas station is empty 
and nobody's using them, but the car used that particular one because it's right the first one as soon as you pull into the gas station. It also happens to be, you know, the one that blocks the diesel pump. That it becomes such an annoying problem to have to sit there waiting with a whole gas station empty, but you're stuck behind the one car that, you know, decided to use that gas pump. Now, this ironically is one of the most favorite things about when I cross into the United States with my diesel truck is that there's no shortage of diesel in the United States and every single gas station has diesel. Um, I don't think I've found a gas station yet, uh, at least in Washington state, uh, and Oregon, um, and maybe even California when I drove through, uh, to California, uh, one year that I couldn't, that I had trouble finding diesel. Like every gas station I would pull, you know, if I needed diesel, the very first gas station I would see, I would pull into and they'd have diesel. There was, there was not a question about whether they had diesel or not. And a lot of the times, you know, if I go to say a Fred Meyer gas station, uh, or, uh, a Costco gas station, um, you know, cause we'll be picking up groceries or something as well. Um, and it'll be like, you know, I'm going to go fill up with gas or fill up the truck with diesel and every single gas pump has the diesel available. So every pump has gas and every pump has diesel and you times that by, you know, five or six islands with three gas pumps at each island, double sided and every single one of those options has diesel, it's like, yes, like no more waiting in line. It doesn't matter which, you know, whatever one's available is the one that I can go to and fill up with diesel. So, you know, I think a lot of the choice has to do with where you live for one. Um, and I'm sure, you know, depending on different cities and different areas, you know, it's, uh, diesel can have a varying, uh, you know, availability for, I know in Europe, it's very, uh, popular, uh, more so than, uh, regular gas. Uh, practically I think every car, uh, just about in Europe is, uh, some sort of a small turbo diesel, uh, model. So diesel, you know, very widely accepted and used in those, uh, you know, some parts of the world. Uh, so, you know, here, uh, at least, you know, probably just a small local problem, um, for me in the particular area that I live in that, uh, you know, as far as, uh, you know, the, the big city and stuff that diesel is just, you know, it's just not as popular yet, you know, there's trucks everywhere. Like I see, you know, trucks are so popular. Uh, everybody's got trucks. There's so many diesel trucks. Uh, so I'm, I'm not sure why, you know, gas stations here at least don't have more pumps available or don't do sort of that U S style where, uh, they have multiple pumps. But anyways, uh, those are just, those are the only negatives, uh, that I have, have had, uh, with the diesel truck. The reliability has been fantastic. Um, fuel economy is, I, you know, it's not great. Um, but I'm always, 
always pulling a trailer. Um, there's, you know, very few times uh, where my truck is not hooked up to a trailer and you times that by the 10 or 11 years uh, that I've had it. Um, and that, uh, you know, when you start to think about it like that, um, the fact that, you know, the truck is 99% of the time hooked up and pulling a trailer, uh, and that it's only broken down twice in those whole 10 or 11 years, um, kind of makes the case for diesel and how durable they are and how they run and stuff. The other nice thing, uh, sort of bonus with a diesel is that uh, when I was looking at half-ton trucks and, you know, I was, you know, getting close to making a deal on one, when I, you know, I was thinking about trading in the truck and, you know, the sales manager went and took my truck for a spin and all that. And, uh, you know, they came back and were offering me about 17 grand for my truck for during a trade-in. And, uh, you know, I thought that's pretty good. You know, it's got 200 and, you know, 69,000 kilometers on it. It's 11 years old and, you know, they're offering me 17 grand for it. That equivalent truck, if it were the gas model, regardless of whether it was three quarter ton or one ton is probably, you know, six or seven grand now. Um, so to have, you know, almost that $10,000 increase, which is ironically the sort of premium price paid when you buy new to have that diesel option, you know, that is what's holding the value of the truck is that it's a diesel. And that, and the guy, you know, was telling me that, uh, you know, there, it's a work truck. Guys are always looking for diesels, uh, you know, when they're coming in, they're always looking for used diesels and stuff like that for work. Uh, because, you know, when you think about it, a new diesel, if a half ton truck here is hitting $60,000, can you imagine, you know, a diesel is going to be in the $80,000 range, uh, if not more, that's insane. So there's no, and, and, you know, a diesel truck more than likely, you know, a lot of times is used for, uh, things like landscaping and construction and things like that. And it's going to get beat up. So there's no, um, you know, it's no surprise that there would be demand for, uh, used diesel trucks that are in good condition. Um, like my truck is, uh, so that's where, you know, even though it's higher mileage and stuff that, uh, they hold their value. So that's the one, I think the the one really good thing about a diesel truck, um, besides all the other pluses, uh, is that uh, they really do hold their value. Um, now, now that's obviously compared to the equivalent gas model. So, you know, to recap, you get way more towing power, way more torque. Like it doesn't even compare. Um, the truck hums along. It doesn't even struggle with any of the trailers I've ever pulled with, um, where, you know, the gas truck would be, um, you know, screaming to get, uh, you know, a trailer up a hill or something. And remember the story I said in the beginning where, you know, when I was towing with my gas truck, I'd always have to be in the slow lane, uh, and, uh, having cars because cars would always be passing me. They couldn't compete. Well, with the 
the diesel truck when I started towing the travel trailer with it uh, and actually going from the 20 foot to a 26 foot travel trailer um, at the time. And uh, I was now the one passing everybody else, even with the travel trailer, even with going up hills, the truck just has so much, you don't even feel the trailer behind you. Uh, It's crazy. Another um, big thing that I would find is that with the half ton truck, when towing a travel trailer, you know, you have the, um, I forget what they're called, um, weight distribution bars on a travel trailer that you put on the hitch. Uh, so these bars, but I would also have a sway control. So this thing was, um, it was like a, a bar, a flat bar with two halves that rubbed up against each other. It was basically explained to me like two brake pads, basically. And one, one side connected to the trailer hitch, the, uh, and the other side connected to your truck hitch. Uh, so this is not towing the trailer, but what this does is it let you tighten and loosen it depending on how much resistance you needed. And it basically prevented the trailer from swaying behind you in, um, while you were towing it. Um, so what I found was with a half ton truck, this was absolutely necessary because the half ton truck, you know, even though if being a full size truck and all that, it's relatively lightweight. Um, and, uh, you know, I would always have to brace myself and be looking in the mirrors to see when big, uh, you know, 18 wheeler semi trucks would be coming up behind me because again, I'd be in the slow lane and some of these 18 wheelers would be like flying past me and the wind that they would create, um, would cause the trailer to start to sway and that. So I'd always have to be like white knuckling it and holding on tight and even sort of trying to pull off to the side a little bit to make more space between me and the, the travel trailer or sorry, the, the 18 wheeler and stuff. And, you know, I'd have this sway control on and tightened up really tight to try to minimize, uh, that, and what I found was once I went to the diesel truck, it was such a beefier truck. You know, the suspension, the um, frame, even the drive shaft on it is like a tree trunk. Um, you know, it was just a, a much heavier duty truck that with the, the you know, uh, towing any sort of trailer, I no longer needed to use the sway control this way was not an issue because the truck was just, I'm not sure why, cause it doesn't really make sense, but the, the truck was just so much more stable. Um, and I think it's just because the truck is heavier. So, you know, the trailer probably is experiencing sway back there, but it's not enough to move the truck because the truck is such a substantial truck where before, you know, you have a big, you know, loaf of bread, like I call it in the back of your, you know, uh, truck. And if you've got a lightweight, light duty truck, a half ton or something like that, the sway caused by the trailer more easily, you can feel it more in the truck. The truck is, you know, you're, like I said, I described the, you know, steering, you're like white knuckling it, holding on for dear life. Um, because that the sway of the trailer can really wreak havoc on the truck. 
And uh, with the heavier truck, it's not an issue. And I never used the sway control ever since going to a diesel truck. And, you know, I, like I said, even went up to a bigger trailer, ended up getting a bigger trailer, um, over the years. And, uh, it still wasn't an issue, uh, either towing or, uh, you know, going with that. So, you know, I would say if you can get a diesel truck that, you know, it's probably a, you know, the safest option. If you're using it for landscaping, you can get away with anything really, depending on your business and depending on what you're planning to do. So it's not that, you know, having a diesel is the most important. Um, but I would say for the trade in value for the ease of towing, if you're going to be towing a trailer, if you're going to be hauling dirt or stone or stuff like that, you know, the diesel just makes it so much more easy and so much more enjoyable especially if you have a truck that is um you know I nothing against the Dodge trucks or anything like that like I say you know I I like the look of them and all that stuff and I know the Cummins diesel is a great engine I don't know much about the Fords um I've heard 7.3 liter is a fantastic Ford uh diesel uh engine as well but from my experience the Duramax you know 11 years and two breakdowns and none of them have been really um hardcore engine related if you think about it one time was a water pump and the other time was an idler pulley and that's it that's you know all i've had to do other than regular oil changes and uh you know replacing the batteries once uh, is the only thing I've ever done with this truck, uh, and, you know, transmission fluid services and stuff like that. Um, but that's it. You know, you can't ask for more reliable or more out of a truck than that, especially for one that's bought used and already had, you know, 155,000 kilometers on it to start before you even took your first drive in it. So, you know, I can't, uh, I can't complain. And that's why I ultimately decided, like I said, to not go ahead and buy a brand new truck for one, you know, of course it would be nice to have a brand new truck. I love all the, you know, the new options and the new tech that you can get in all these new trucks, the big, you know, navigation screens and all that sort of stuff. But ultimately all that stuff is just fluff and you don't need it to run a lawn care business. You just need, the most important thing is you need reliability. And that's what this truck has given me, has been reliability. And uh, I can't say that for, um, you know, other vehicles that I've owned. Um, and they've been gas models. And, you know, ultimately there's always things that come up. Uh, and with this truck, it is literally built like a tank. I think the Duramax engine um, was a, you know, it's an Isuzu GM cooperative or something. Uh, I think I remember reading and it was originally designed for like industrial, you know, 
forklifts, like the type of thing that would be used for like moving shipping containers around is what the Duramax engine was originally sort of designed uh, for, I've heard. Um, so, you know, it's no, it's no surprise that it's so rock solid because it is literally a commercial engine or an industrial engine uh, in that truck. And then, you know, you uh, put that together with the Allison transmission uh, again, you know, a, transmissions that are rock solid. Uh, so, you know, when it came down to thinking about the brass tacks, thinking about what do I need a truck for? I'm constantly towing, you know, like I say, very little time is spent in that truck where there isn't a trailer behind me. Um, and, you know, with 11 years and two breakdowns only for minor, basically minor things, you can uh, uh, basically say, you know, reliability is probably the number one thing that that truck has given me. Uh, so, you know, I decided ultimately that, uh, you know, for my needs and running a lawn care business that that the truck is more uh, than sufficient uh, for my needs. Uh, but like I said, you know, if you're just starting out, depending on your roots, depending on the type of mowing that you're doing, you know, even uh, I've even thought about, you know, uh, some of the other ideas of downsizing uh, because of denser neighborhoods using a smaller truck, like a, uh, you know, our Ford Ranger type size truck where I could put just a 21 inch mower, blower and trimmer in the back, you know, you can get your business done with all sorts of things. So I know I've talked about, um, you know, a lot about the diesel today, uh, in this episode, and I don't want it to make it sound like I'm bashing the gas trucks or that smaller trucks or vans or anything like that are not an option because they are ultimately anything that you can, all you need really is just to get your equipment from each of your jobs and back each and every day. That's what it's all about. You know, a diesel, depending on the type of jobs, can make that easier. If you're doing heavier hauling, bigger trailers, um, maybe large enclosed trailers, then I would look definitely at uh, getting a diesel truck. I think it's money well spent. Uh, even after, like I say, you know, with my apparent sort of... Um, illness to diesel, I would say, uh, that, you know, with the smell of diesel and stuff, that being annoying, the diesel, just the power and stuff, if you're going to be towing and hauling, there's not really any other option. Uh, the gas, yes, you can do it with a gas truck, you know, a half ton or three quarter ton gas truck. There's some big engines out there, but you're also going to be paying for it in fuel because the fuel economy just is nowhere near the same, uh, with, uh, you know, gas trucks. Uh, so, you know, some stuff to look at. But if you're smaller sized, smaller trailers, then it's all equivalent to what you're doing. Um, you can make a ton of money with just a small half ton little, you know, I don't even know if they would be classified as a half ton, like a Ford Ranger or even a, a transport van or something like that with your equipment in it. You know, whatever you need to do to get your, um, Equipment to the job is what is most important, uh, you know, and just finding the most reliable way of doing that to minimize downtime. Uh, but like I said, this episode was just mainly talking about my experiences uh, and like in the title uh, to diesel or not to diesel, just 
sharing my experiences with owning a diesel, my very first diesel that I've ever owned, um, and having it now for, you know, going on 11 years or so. And, uh, you know, just my experiences with that. So, uh, I think that's it for this week. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.